What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Dog 079. Welcome to another episode of How I See a Podcast. Thanks for joining. On this episode, we're going to talk about one of the most, like, I feel like one of the most overused terms in the English terminology. You always hear somebody talking about uh, they don't care what nobody think about them. Like, that's always the going line. I don't care what nobody think about me. I don't care what nobody feel about me. And yeah, okay, so I just got a question. Like, if people genuinely, genuinely don't care what the rest of the world think about them, then why is everybody on social media all day? I can answer for myself. I'm on social media all day because I'm promoting multiple businesses. So part of my job description is to constantly market and advertise and try to reach new audiences. You know what I mean? But if you're not on social media for attention or you're not on social media um, on no business, then what you on there for? Like, if you're not on there, like looking for attention, what are you on there for? And I ain't attacking like no specific person or group of people or nothing like that. It's just like, uh, overabundance. Like every time you click on the social media, it's a thousand people on there trying to show their same body parts in a thousand different ways. Like you done showed them same breasts right there, like 20 different angles. They the same thing. It don't do nothing. You don't dare how many back shots, uh, uh, butt shots. Okay. Now what? So like, if you genuinely don't care what nobody thinks, like you got to ask yourself, why am I on social media all day, every day? If I don't care what people think about me, like the flip side of that coin is right now, uh, in Congress and the Senate all over, man, they questioning, all of these social media apps for violating privacy laws and things like that. They done been uh, harvesting data. They've been sharing data across apps and things like that. That's part of the reason why uh, Facebook going through what it's going through right now, because Google done disconnected from Facebook in a sense. They don't let them cross share data with them no more. They don't share data with them no more. So Facebook is suffering because of that. But up until this point, everybody that was signed up on any social media app, like they was harvesting your data, whether it was your data or some kids data, because we saw the whistleblower uh, from Facebook that came out and said they was purposely targeting t- teenagers. Like the algorithm was at one point designed to target teenage girls. So like if you're not on there looking for attention, then why are you on there? Like, why are you making all these other people rich? I was talking to my homie a couple of days ago, man. And I was telling him, uh, like. We live in a clout culture, man. We don't live in a regular culture. We live in a clout culture. Everything everybody do is just designed to try to get some clout. Like for the most part, that's how uh, people moving out here. They trying to get clout. So that kill a whole opportunity for anything real, like in, in terms of a relationship or something like that. You ain't out here on the social media app looking for this one good man that's going to uh, like sweep you away and, and spend the rest of his life with you. You on there trying to see how many good men think you somebody. So you find a good man, he doing everything he can do for you, trying to be the best he can be while still working on himself. And you'll discard, like discard that man just to see who else out there. So it's like social media done turned like our relationships and everything to just almost like fly fishing. Like you can catch a good man, but you'll judge him because of the like some weird and you'll throw him back in the water. And then see if you can catch somebody bigger. And guys do the same thing, man. Like to start with, men are already kind of superficial. So 
you add social media to it and it ain't no value there at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking, man. I'm just asking a question. Like a question that I think you should ask yourself. Or anybody that you ever heard say that statement before. I don't care what nobody think about me. If you hear somebody say that, then just ask them, well, why are you on social media? Why you got seven different social media accounts if you don't care what nobody think about you? You know what I'm saying? Another thing I want to talk about is the conflict that's going on right now between Ukraine and Russia. Well, actually between Russia and the Ukraine, because Ukraine is not an aggressor in the situation. Russia is aggressive and Ukraine is just standing their ground. So I know a lot of people don't really get into the news and they don't get into like global politics and things like that, primarily minorities, because it's hard to break down and decipher what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? So as a service, I'm going to break it down in terms that people where I'm from can understand. You know what I mean? So like this, like this, like what's kind of going on. So Russia was at one point the Soviet Union. And that was broken down. That was like their biggest power structure at the time. They was a like powerhouse in Russia. I mean, in Europe, they still a powerhouse in Europe to this day, but not on a global scale because of like sanctions and strained relationships. And then on top of it all, they're a communist country. You know what I'm saying? So that that in itself brings about some strains and things like that. Right. So their neighbor is Ukraine, Ukraine, Russia and Belarus were all at one time considered sister cities. They was like sister countries. They was all locked in together as part of the Soviet Union. But after the Cold War and after uh, like the destruction of the Soviet Union, each one of those countries were able to decide their own destiny and Ukraine decided to be independent. You know what I'm saying? Belarus still got a relationship with Russia, but Ukraine kind of like doing their own thing. <clears throat> so now Russia come in and like if we was in prison, right, like we are consider you like you praying on a week right now because like Russia praying on a week right now because you already know that you can overpower these people. Right. You already know that they ain't built like that. They ain't got the kind of uh, military power or presence that you got. You know that they landmass is like way, way smaller than yours. You know all of those things. Right. And then you still find a way to try to press on them. That's like 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 uh, with no disrespect, that's just kind of like a grown man trying to whoop on a little teenager or like something like that, an old person or something like that's a weak move, period. Like that's a weak move. No matter what your justifications is, certain things you got to overlook. So, yeah, they don't rock with you. And yeah, they're not rocking with NATO. They being independent. And like he claiming that he feel threatened by the fact that they are an independent. So he won't guarantees that they'll never be allowed to join NATO and all of those kind of things. Right. So you asking. You asking somebody to control the destiny of a whole nother country so that you can feel okay and safe, even though they are not a threat, they cannot be a threat to you at all. You still want somebody to guarantee that they'll never be able to join NATO or else it's war. That's almost like a catch 22 because you can't overstep somebody's rights as a free people. They got the right to do what they want to do as a free people, just like you do. 
Like, just like you decided to wake up and invade somebody, you decided to wake up and put 190,000 troops surrounding these people's country at every border exit that they got. You woke up and chose to do that and wasn't nobody able to tell you to stop. But you want the rest of the world to guarantee you that they will never be allowed to join NATO or else. You know what I'm saying? That's like, like a weak move, bro. So, like, that's what's going on right now. And then a lot of people, oh, well, why America involved? Oh, why well, we got something to do with it? Because we got money invested in Ukraine. Like, if you want to keep it funky, we got money invested in Ukraine. You know what I'm saying? Biden was on the TV a couple days ago, even this morning, saying that we done sent uh, Ukraine over a billion dollars, like in humanitarian aid, military support, and just economic support. We done sent over a billion dollars. So if we got no other reason to be interested in what's going over and over there, then we're interested because of our financial investment that's over there, right? And then you get past that point and you just interested in it because they human beings. Like I will hope you interested in it because they're human beings. Or do you find a way to detach from your humanity based on a geographical location? Like, oh, they Ukrainian, so that don't bother me. No, it bothers me no matter who being taken advantage of. Like in Africa, when they had the uh, Hutus and they was doing what they was doing over there in Africa. Uh, yeah, that was an issue. When the Rwandan conflict was going on, that was an issue for me because it was people being taken advantage of and killed for things that was not right. You know what I mean? So, you know, you look at it like that. I'm assuming that we rocking in America is moving on regards to humanitarian protections. You know what I'm saying? Then you go beyond that point. Like Russia uh, is responsible for one third of the oil over there, you know, in uh, Europe. So everybody just trying to take the necessary precautions and everything and try to work the thing out in a diplomatic way. Because like, don't like if it's a war, can't nobody eat. Like ain't no eating when it's wartime. So everybody trying to be diplomatic, but at the same time, can't nobody stop no determined man, bro. Like, he determined to do what he want to do at all costs. Like, you know what I mean? And it affects us because there's countries that surround those areas that are American-associated uh, countries. You know what I mean? It's America's in, in all part of the world. Like, there's not a place on the earth you can set foot and it's not an American there. You know what I'm saying? So that's the greater concern. Like if this pop off like that and some of our people get hurt, then we automatically pulled up in it. But at the same time, we're going to stand back in the circle. We're going to get them what they need to protect themselves. And if you get to doing them too bad, you know what I mean? We're going to step in and assist them people because they deserve that. They're human beings. And it ain't even no justification for what you're doing. Like you just want to be a bully. You know what I'm saying? I'm just from a different place, man. Like maybe in certain areas or whatever, they respect bullies. But like where I'm from, we don't respect bullies. You know what I'm saying? We check bullies. We don't like that ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? So that's what type of time it is. And right now, like our global, I mean, our local economy, like the uh, American economy is suffering. You know what I'm saying? I'm an investor. So I invest in companies and corporations within America and they're suffering right now. You know what I'm saying? The Dow Jones down. The uh, stock exchange down. You're seeing a lot of these tech companies fall. A lot of things going on right now, and it's all predicated on what the next move over is over there. You know what I'm saying? 
So, you know, if I had any suggestions, though, for anybody out there, just be aware of what's going on. Like, even if it don't immediately affect you, just understand why in the long run it affects you. Like our gas price go up to $10 a gallon if they press that button. If they get that war going on over there, the gas prices go up now because Nord Stream 2 is never going to happen. Nord Stream 1 going to get shut down. Those are the pipelines that Russia control. They're going to shut that down. That's part of the sanctions. Like the demand for oil and gas and natural resources won't stop. We'll still need it, but the access will change. So that'll cause like uh, a guaranteed inflation here in America. Like we on the cusp of inflation right now. But with this happening, if this happens, then that's where we stand. You know what I'm saying? So you got to pay attention because if their world changes in Europe, our world changes in America. It's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people hit me up and was asking me how I feel about the Kim Potter sentencing. Do I feel like it was... Um, I guess enough. And uh, I don't know, like I may surprise some people with my opinion because like it's really important to be fair and just with everything you do, or at least aim to try to do that. Right. So um, when we look at the other things that I talk about on the podcast and also had somebody like message me about that, saying like these kind of things happen everywhere and to every people, not just to black people. And that's true. But uh, in the context of like uh, police brutality or like uh, those kind of things, like Kim Potter never meant to do that. Like there was never an instance in the whole process where she showed anything but regret for what happened. You know what I'm saying? So like that's a part of humanity. That's a part of who we are. We are going to make mistakes because we only human beings. Unfortunately, that was a fatal mistake, but albeit a mistake the same, in my opinion. And I'm speaking with all respect, right? Like, what you want, like, what you want done? Like, you, what you want, vengeance? What you want them to, like, burn her at the stake? What, what you want? It was a mistake. And I'm not speaking from, no, look, I, I did some things and I owned up to what I did in the courtroom because I, I did that. I accepted whatever time came with that. But in a situation where, it was a rush judgment and you grabbed the wrong thing. Like she thought she was grabbing a taser. She never intended to grab a gun. So like, no, we have to be human in spaces where it require humanity. I feel like that's one of those spaces where it require humanity. And the judge even struggled with the sentencing because like, that was the thing. Like, man, we know that she didn't try to do this. However, we still have to let justice be served. I like found more respect for Kim Potter at the end when she spoke to uh, the parents, you know what I'm saying? She spoke to Dante Wright parents, especially his mother. And she said like the entire trial, I never looked at you, but it wasn't out of disrespect. It was just because I didn't feel like I had the right to look at you. Like I didn't even feel like I had the right to be in the room with you. And while I was watching that, like I had to turn a couple times because I'm a cancer, so I'd be getting in my feelings sometimes. Like, I could feel the remorse in her voice. And I was about to cry about it because, like, man, that's just a set of unfortunate circumstances, man. And that lady hold the guilt of the mistake that she made. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like like they should have threw the book at her. I don't feel like uh, it was any 
racial bias that played a part in anything that went on in terms of the trial or the sentencing. Uh, nothing like that, bro, because that lady didn't leave space for that. The moment it happened, she was on the ground outside crying, saying, I didn't mean to do it. Like, what more do you want? I mean, like, what more do you want? You know what I'm saying? And I'm speaking from a public perspective. I'm not speaking about, like, the family or nothing like that. I'm just speaking about the people that's, like, doing a witch hunt on social media about the sentencing like, don't be so eager to jump on something. Don't be so eager to try to uh, bandwagon something. Be, like, partial in your in your judgment. Be partial in your thoughts. Be fair. Because it's always easy to judge somebody until you find yourself in the same position. And the last thing you will want is for people to be screaming for you to be burned at the stake. You will pray that human beings can have mercy in a space where you know you need mercy. Like, you know you need mercy when you know you made a mistake. So, like, we have to be that way. You know what I mean? I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of How I See a Podcast. If you're not already following the podcast, I encourage you to do so. Uh, thanks for listening to me. Thanks for letting me share my thoughts with you. And I hope you join me for another episode. Uh, I'm leaving you, as always, with a quote of the day. And the quote of the day is, be compassionate and be human in places where you don't want to be because those are probably the places where compassion and humanity are most needed. And I'm out. Peace.